Hey, this is James Cratch, Giants beat writer for the Star Ledger and NJ.com, and you are listening to JK, but seriously, real football injury talk. Well, that was a, a doozy there, Josh, huh? We had to come back for, for more after that Monday night game. We're back. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, week 13 still, technically. Part two. Yeah, part two, the extended version. Um, we ha- we had to talk about the Monday night game between uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. This is also 2017 for anyone listening to this not in 2017. Um, but I don't know about you, but I like couldn't stop watching. It was like watching a, a car crash. Like it just kept getting more and more intense. It was an, an emotional roller coaster with the injuries and the hits, and it was a, a bloodbath out there. And I had an even a hard time falling asleep at night after after the game. Yeah, no, I was I'd, so jacked up. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't sleep for a while. I, I don't think I f- actually fell asleep until like well, two. You, you sent me the outline at one o'clock. I know. Well, I, I was watching all the post game stuff, and I put together basically everything that I was thinking and like people what what people were saying too. Um, so first, we'll touch talk about the Ryan Shazier injury just because how um, yeah, serious it yeah, was. I didn't see this one live. I turned it on probably five minutes after it happened, and I heard the commentators talking about it, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't actually uh, see that. Yeah, so, I mean, that's – for anyone who hasn't seen the Ryan Shazier injury, he made a tackle with basically just head – eyes in the ground, head down into the guy's midsection, ribs, hip area. Um it was and, a clean hit on his part. Yeah, yeah. But, but he kind of exposed but, himself yeah, but to his, injury. His head was straight down, and you could tell how he um, – it's one of those ones where your head kind of gets – the crown of his head. Yeah, he hits the very top of his head. Compress his spine, he, he basically. Everything. Yeah. So he rolls over on the ground, and he's like immediately you can tell that he's like – Something's wrong. Like, Re- reaches for his back, right? Yeah. So it's like uh, it, he's more scared. It's one of these injuries where the guy you can tell is more scared than hurt. Not that he's not hurt. But he's knows how serious it is because of it's what a no he, shit moment. Yeah, yeah. when he, what he can or can't feel. So it's more scary to see those guys in that state of oh shit, I can't feel my legs or I can't move my legs. Right, or something like that. So, well, the the thing is, is he reached for his back for like an instant pain kind of thing. Yeah. But what I noticed that scared me more than anything is that when he called for help, which is also an indication that something's like seriously wrong when the player himself is calling for help. And he didn't like wave with his arms. He waved with like his fingers. He was like moving his fingers like into a fist and then, you know, unclenching. Yeah. And when he did that, I was like, there's something neurologically wrong. Yeah. Right so now. obviously he went. He went to. Uh, they ambulanced him and rushed him to the hospital. He stayed well, overnight. Stretcher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he stayed overnight. Um, and there's. I mean, even now it's 24 hours later. There's been some updates, not a ton of updates. It seems like it's um, more positive than it could have been. It seems like he's starting to regain feeling. In well, his, they they in they came legs. out with a statement saying that it was a spinal cord contusion. Yeah. Um, so. It's a, it's a scary thing. Like he's that that's how he makes every single tackle. I know. I, if, if you watch him play for the last four years, that's how he tackles. And uh, it's not good, right? But in in the some of the commentary in between plays and like after the game, post game, they were showing pictures of hits or a hit that he made a legal hit um, a couple of years ago on a Cincinnati wide receiver, where 
he did the same thing, lay with yeah. his crown of the, his helmet right underneath this guy's chin. Yeah. Um, and this kind of goes to show that yeah. that's just like how he, he just, goes about it. Just when it's the millimeter of hitting in the wrong place at the wrong time. But so, and this leads me to the other, like this is a Monday night national television game. Like what happens when this gets, like he's paralyzed from the neck down. Not that he is, but a player like him gets paralyzed for the neck down or, or, or worse. You know, um, that's – and we've I think we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but not a ton. But that could kill the NFL. I it, don't think so. You don't think so? I think uh, – I and here, so we'll transition into the mainly the bigger reason why uh, I wanted to um, come back and talk today. And not so much all the injuries that happened. And obviously there was a ton of plays that are – situations that we would talk about um we had the juju block on vontez um they got a penalty for and for taunting um where it was your kind of like your illegal crackback but it was um he was coming across the field vontez didn't see him coming shoulder helmet underneath his chin laid him out he got carted off the field um it was a run yeah Le'Veon was running it was the screen ball. Pa- it was a screen pass but oh, yeah. it was a little little dump off um and then uh on that same possession, Antonio Brown caught a touchdown pass in the end got zone smacked and in the got face. got cr- uh, hel- helmet to helmet crushed and got a penalty. Props to him for holding on to that freaking thing. One, he, he, holding on to it. Two, obviously he got right up and he was fine, but he didn't even go like he doesn't even go into concussion protocol after that. No one, yeah, no one signaled down. Nothing. Yeah. He got and it was a penalty, and they they just replayed it over and over again. Um, so and the NFL posted the touchdown on their Twitter course. page. Yeah, so. They today the NFL came out and suspended Juju for one game and suspended the Bengals safety for one game and um, before we get into the game itself this this suspensions and everyone today finally as we've been talking about these suspensions pretty much all year and now today finally seems to be the breaking point that the media uh, everything that I heard is starting to get after the NFL for these suspensions if this game happened week one and those two plays happened those two guys don't get suspended. I guarantee you 100% they do not get suspended at all. They'll get fined, but they're not getting suspended. But now it's like the NFL sees the reaction to not only those two plays, but the game in general, um, how – How people care. Yeah, and they're like, oh, shit, we need to – like it's just so reactionary. Yeah, we it's, need to we need to show like we care yeah. too or act like we care. And so we're going to suspend these guys. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if these – if um, one or both of them gets over – uh, gets overturned and they just end up end up being fined uh, on appeal because that's the way the seems seems like it, it it works. Yeah, to me, we talked about this yesterday in terms of like giving the guys two game suspensions, knowing that they're going to try to reduce it. Like, mm-hmm. what's your negotiating strategy going into this? Because you know they're going to appeal it. So, yeah. and uh, like we've said, there's there's no precedent. They're stuck in a place where they're it's it's hard for them to set a new precedent. Um, and at the same time, it's it's hard for them to not just seem so reactionary uh, based on everything they're doing, trying to um, quell the public perception of right. um, and the public outrage of all these things. So this gets me to my bigger point watching and not really watching the game, but more so immediately following the game. So that's not the worst game I've ever seen. It in was, terms of like physicality? Term, yeah. So – uh, thinking back, like when the Ravens and the Steelers were both really, really good and at the prime of their rivalry when they were playing in the playoffs a bunch of times, it was like the mid to late 2000s. They said like 2005 to 2009. 
um, when they were playing three times a year, when Ray Lewis and those guys were on the Ravens and Bettis and were still still on the Steelers and Heinz Ward. Those games were, hitting-wise, more physical than that game was last night. So if you take that game last night, put it in a time machine, drop it back 10 years to the day, and you put it on December 4th, 2007. As soon as that game ends, the general population and consensus would be about how great of a football game that was. How tough, physical, hard-nosed, AFC North. Um, That would have been the reaction. Because that was the reaction every time the Steelers and the Ravens played those exact games. There was no difference between the game last night and those games. But after the game last night, the reaction to it is that was tough to watch. Um, That was an ugly football game. That's bad for football. Yeah. Here, I have a beef with Gruden, though. Based off of what you said, only because he's commentating this game. The entire time I'm watching this game, he continually talks about how tough this guy is, how tough that guy is. Vontez come back with his arm. Oh, he's one tough guy. He's yeah. so freaking tough. He's talking about this the whole entire time, yet at the end of the game, then he kind of like backpedals and it goes away from the toughness aspect and everything that he was just preaching the entire game yeah. to being like, oh, that was really hard to watch and disturbing and that was, you know – you know, not he he went back and forth, but he goes back and forth on everything, and that's why I don't really like him uh, a ton. But uh, it's just him. But that's that's his kind of announcing style. But uh, just some of the things that I saw on Twitter right after the game, some of the things that I sent you. Peter King, which is he's one of the biggest. I used to write for Sports Illustrated. He still does write write for Sports Illustrated. He's one of the biggest football writers. Um, he, and he tweeted right after 11.40 last night, imagine being a parent with a child who loves football and wants to play. You're watching this game. You ask, how can I let my child play anything other than flag? And it's that's tough because youth high school is not nearly as fast as the NFL. Like It's not, it's, it's not the same game. It's completely different. But um, you understand his point. With the violence of the game last night, it's hard um, – you can understand where he's coming from and, and what he's saying. Um, another guy who writes for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette uh, tweeted out, 11:41. this is going to be one of those games people watch 100 years from now and go, how the hell is this thing? Is this sport a thing? Was this sport a thing? Um, Michael Wilbon, pardon the interruption, 11:40. My God, the violence that seems so reprehensible tonight between the Steelers and Bengals was celebrated every snap, every time the Steelers and the Raiders met. 70s 80s um so uh, another uh Bengals one of the Bengals beat writer the only word that comes to mind watching this game uncomfortable so it's Ed Werder the league can only 1140 these are all at the exact same basically the minute the game ended uh the league can only do so much to emphasize player safety and reduce head injuries the players need to give a damn too um it's just to me this is the scariest thing for football because I don't I don't know if they can change the game enough to where it's going to satisfy the Twitterverse, which is one of the most important things uh, from a judgment standpoint that we have right now. You know what I mean? Because you can make all the rules that you want about head injuries and safeties and player safety and – and all this stuff. But at the same time, there's going to be games that look like that game looked like last night. 
just based on the fact that it's football. And you see all the players come out after the game and, oh, it's, it's a dangerous sport, it's a physical sport, uh, it comes with the territory, um, all that kind of stuff. So no matter what rule changes you make, unless you take the contact out of the game, there's going to be games that look like that. And you're never going to get to a – I don't think you can get to a point where um, you're going to satisfy uh, the feeling – of uncomfortability that seems to be coming more and more with 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 football, and that's kind of the scariest part. This, like, does that does that make sense? Because that's the biggest. That's the, I hear what you're saying. I just don't necessarily agree with you. you. What 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 part do you what 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 parts do you not agree with? So you said earlier in this part of the show that if Ryan Shazier got paralyzed from the neck down on the field right there, that would be like the end of the NFL. I don't think it would be the end in immediately, but I think it would be significantly hard for them to get back from. Right. So I was on the field when Eric LeGrand was paralyzed from the waist down. I know what it feels like to be on a field like it was last night on Monday Night Football where – a guy is seriously injured and you're concerned for his life, number one. And you, you start to think about, you know, is football really worth it? I remember, you know, having these thoughts and feelings and like with me almost dying in a high school football game and then witnessing someone become a quadriplegic, you know, lightning can strike twice in, in some cases. And, you know, Time goes on, no. and, and people forget. One second. And people just forget. It's like out of sight, out of mind. We're talking about it now, but you know, it's not that people forget about Eric LeGrand or forget about those things, but the sting and the feel and the uncomfortability, as time goes on, you forget about that. You forget about what that feeling was like and what you had mentioned just before uh, – with one of the the beat writers saying how it's on the players to kind of police the game. And I'm in complete agreement with that because a lot of the hits that we saw that led to serious injuries or to, you know, these violent hits that make the sport look bad, in my opinion, a lot of those are in within the player's control. Right? Yeah. Shazier could have put his head to the side, could have kept his head up, and he wouldn't have probably hurt his neck. But he chose to tackle that way, yeah, I'll, because it makes the big hits and it makes he probably was yeah. praised for that his whole career. Um, I want to I, I want to try to separate the Shazier thing from most the rest of the second half is because the general reaction to the game and the stuff that happened on Twitter was uh, more so a reaction to um, the hits towards the end of the game than it was about the Shazier thing. Yes, the, the Shazier, it was, it was unfortunate. It, it was scary. Um, and I understand that those things happen. But to me, the reaction to the game was more a reflection on how the second half looked okay. and the helmet-to-helmet hits um, that happened because of that. And, like, I, I, I understand, like, the point for the, the chance for serious injury and, and it seems to go on. But it seems like more and more recently – um, that is, it's that sting isn't going away as quickly for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I just keep going back to the point where if that game happens ten years ago, everyone says how good of a football game it is. But now, where we are in society today, that game happens and everyone says 
that's a that that game was bad for football. Like both teams, like both both teams deserve, deserve deserve to lose. It was ugly. It was uncomfortable. It was hard to watch. So I mean, it's a culture shift, is what you're saying. Yes. this is like a defining moment of a culture shift, which is. Yeah, somewhat. What, so, the reason why we kind of started this podcast yes. was to create a culture shift like the one that you're witnessing. Yes. Now. So this is it's this is I'm I'm trying not I'm not so much focusing on this game, but the reaction to this game and a really broad view of it. Because if the reaction to this game is uncomfortability and hard to watch and cringing, um, I I don't think it get how how does it get better? Like how does it get better? Was it really hard to watch though? I, I think for for a lot of people it was I think it was a little bit um, there were some parts of the parts of the game that I think w- that were hard to watch um, I don't know I, like what I I feel like everyone kind of over exaggerates things on Twitter a lot too but um, people don't like to see those helmet to helmet hits like the block on the juju block the AB touchdown but do um, they really not like to see them I honestly think see. I, I feel like you're very skeptic of um, people turning on football and turning um, on not actually wanting to see those things. Whereas I'm starting to believe that people are going to turn off football because of games like this. I think if this game happens um, over again multiple times, people will stop watching. Um, whereas I feel like you don't think that yet. Um, but I feel like the way the society has started to go and just the reaction that I'm seeing from, from these type of games, um, I, I think that's the biggest danger to football because I don't think they can change football enough to appease those people that will stop watching it because of head to head hits. But here's the thing, the same people who are arguing that football is becoming soft. Now you're saying that it's the opposite. Now they're not going to watch because it's, it's well, not soft enough. I, I don't think it's the same. It, I, I don't think it's the same people. And, and 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 for the first time, it's it's not random Joe Schmo who has a Twitter account with an egg picture. Like these are big time <laughs> guys who represent football and cover football. They're for kind a of living. the voice of the yeah. people. The like these are known guys who, are, who are on TV yeah. and and do and cover football for for a living. And it seems like they're starting to change their tune a little bit. It's a great point. Yeah. So it's just. I don't think you can change football enough where you can 100% take head-to-head hits out of the game. Right, I agree. And you, and you can't, but like the hit on that Juju inflicted, you could take that. You out probably of the game. could, but yeah. that's that's a player initiated um, yeah. change. And you can do a lot of things to take it out of the game, but it'll still ha- uh, it, it's still going to happen. Not not a lot, not as frequently as it did 10 years ago, but it'll still happen. The AB hit, it's going to be impossible to take out of the game, but. I feel I just feel like now in 2017, um, people aren't okay with that anymore, and it's, it 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 just seems like it's it's there's becoming more and more of a groundswell of um, it's maybe it's just becoming more more uh, more popular of an opinion. Yeah, but um, think about it too, like. Every other month, there's a new article coming out about CTE and guys getting diagnosed. Exactly, and I, and I think this all this all ties in together. So, um, I guess my the point I'm trying to make is with all you put all of these things together, like you said, the CTE stuff can't take helmet helmet hits out of the game completely. Um, people starting to have this opinion that uh, those type of games are bad for football. It's hard to watch, ugly to watch. 
how can you make the game not I don't want to say I, it's, and, and this is why you, I think you don't want to make it soft but how how can you make the how can you make the game get to the point where um people like Peter King and people like the the Bengals beat writer don't uh, have no problem watching it anymore because I, I I don't I don't think you can just because you can't take helmet to helmet hits out of the game a hundred percent you can't do it does, does, I hear what you're does saying that make sense I hear what you're saying but I think of it to like like NASCAR like why do people watch NASCAR they don't watch NASCAR to watch the cars drive around in a circle like you're looking for that accident you're looking for that you know crash into the wall because that's what ex- that's what is exciting same thing with with football like the the one of the main parts of the game is the violent aspect of the sport and if you take that away it's not football anymore and i 100% agree with you and i think that that what you just said is is the reason is is the reason why some people are start starting to get away from football and say that football is not good. You know you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think the – Whereas 10, 12 years ago, everyone – like that was one of its biggest selling points, and even the NFL did. You know, you know what I just came to mind? It's 10, 12 years ago, where was social media at? It wasn't. Exactly. Let, one second. So the reason is because now these guys have a face, right? They have a voice that the fans resonate with, and like they have – almost a relationship with the fans. So like when the fans see these guys out on the field getting hurt or inflicting these, you know, helmet to helmet hits, you know, it's like the guy walking down the street that does that. Like it, to them, it's like a more tangible thing. And it also gives other people a voice yeah. like us to have an opinion and to spread our message and to talk about how the NFL needs to make changes uh, in order to, yeah. uh, survive and I don't want to say and we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast uh with some social media stuff that happens like like with Cam Newton but Twitter especially has become such a a place to show Mount Pius it's how how good of a person you are and the more and more and the more and more we view football the more and more we watch football the pious opinion and the popular opinion is to say how bad helmet to helmet hits are and how like, I don't want to say that's a cool opinion to have because that makes it sound like you shouldn't have that opinion, but it's just, it's one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like uh, the more it's just like Thursday night football. Like when people say, when everyone says pe- more guys get yeah, hurt yeah, on yeah. Thursday night football, is it true? No, but when enough people say it, it, you beca- think it becomes true. a popular yeah. opinion. And it's the same thing with, with this uh, discussion on football and how safe is it? You know what I mean? Because the more more people want to come out, and the right, the quote unquote right opinion to have is how bad all these headshots are. And and it, granted that they, it's it's a true opinion, but it has so much more of a voice now because of Twitter. Right, and I think people, players, coaches, fans need to accept that football isn't safe. It's not a safe sport. It never was. And it never will be if it exists the way it was originally yeah. kind of developed. To me, the true, I guess, area for improvement isn't helmets, isn't necessarily even rule changes. It comes down to the players. I think they can police themselves and really minimize those 
helmet-to-helmet hits that all these people are talking about, like, just think about it. You're going to have the ones where guys are going up for interceptions and you collide with your teammate or tackling uh, a running back and you, you, you collide heads with your other teammate who's coming in to make the tackle also. Like, you're, you can't get away from that ever. But to me, it's like it's those sucker punches, the not the literally the sucker punch, but like the blindside crackback blocks, the defensive receiver hits. Like to me, all those things, those look bad. Like no one in society likes to get sucker punched. You get sucker punched like it's like almost like a I don't know, not an analogy, but like it's something that people can relate to. No, you're right. How realistic of an option is it? for the players to police themselves well enough to a point of quantifiably safer football. They have a voice. No, not that they don't have a voice, but how realistic of it is it, do you think, that it can translate onto the field to the point that we see it? I think it could 100% translate. You do? Yeah. Like like we've talked about all season. You know, there's certain hits at, like, speed of the game, the freaking Flacco hit. The all that stuff like yeah. there's things that, you, that are out of your control. It's a fast game. It's a violent game. There's things that you can't you know uh, you you can't cha- rule change out of the game or have the players police out of the game. But the unnecessary roughness hits and the un the extracurricular contact that you don't need to do. Yeah, in a vacuum. Yes, players should be able to and are able to refrain from doing those, but. Will they actually? Will it ever get to the point where it happens? That's my question. Yes, it can happen. It's it. it I believe 100% it can happen. But based on everything you know about NFL guys who play it, the way it's played now, will it? Can it? Can it actually happen that you can recognize when you watch a game that guys are looking out for themselves and and honestly um, making commitments to play as safe as they can. Do I think it's going to happen tomorrow? No. Do I think it's going to happen next year? No. Do I think it could happen in like five years? Yes. Because then you have all these old school guys who grew up playing a certain way, you know, aren't like that. Whereas, you know, in five years, you might have guys who are the Twitter voices who are calling these guys out for their cheap shots and their cheap hits and, they don't want to be those guys either. And they want to protect their brain and protect their bodies and continue to play a long and prosperous career. Just, I just wonder is, is if five years is a quick enough time I'd, for it to I, – I don't know. I, maybe, maybe I'm in the minority on, on this, but just seeing how social, social media reacted to that game last night – uh, it just struck it struck me as so much different than anything else I've seen regarding a reaction to f- to a football game. Okay, I, I mean I don't have as much experience on Twitter and like following you know these kind of games and game coverage, but you're right. I mean there's a ton of you know s- stuff and talk about uh, surrounding this game. Um, I'm just skeptical of are people really serious about it? Or are they just yeah. saying because everyone else is talking about yeah. it? Yeah, and I guess that's what my, and that's where I think we differ. Not that we don't agree as much. That I'm just more skeptical. You're a lot yeah. more skeptical of people, of fans, and people in general um, criticizing and actually doing something about that criticism in terms of not watching the games anymore. And, and I come or, from that from a personal standpoint because, I mean, I'll watch football if it's on TV, but I rarely get excited. 
And last night when I was watching that, like, it was exciting to me. It really was. You know, not because, because a guy of, got hurt. Because obviously. of because of how physical it was, or yeah. how intense it was. Yeah, it was it was intense. It was physical. It was a close game, it, coming down to the wire. Another last second field goal to win the game. Um, guys making plays, and it was chippy out there. And like coming from uh, my my background and playing football, like to be honest, like that's how I freaking played. Like I'm not saying it's right. No, but that's what they're trying to. But basically, like, that game is what people don't want to see. But do they not want to see? I feel, I, and that's I, – I, I, I honestly think they don't. I honestly think people don't want to see a game like that. Uh, and if it's not, I don't know what type of game they want to see. Right. And I don't want to sound like a hypocrite and sounding like, you know, part of the excitement was that I knew I was going to have a lot to talk about, you know, yeah. about this game. But I, I'm just saying, like, for example, Le'Veon Bell last night. He is a traditionally kind of a finesse runner, and everyone always talks about how much he's a patient runner, runner, and everything like that. Now he shows some glimpses of physicality, you know, here and there. But last night, he freaking turned it on to a whole nother level. He was running dudes over, and it was to me, it was fun to watch because like it reminded me of like when I played. Yeah. And to me, I connected with that, and at the same time, I'm like, well, that's exactly why I my career was cut short was because. I thought that was cool. And what? here's a, an interesting point um, that I, I kind of just thought of now. For for how long has the NFL been the most profitable, the most popular sport in in the world? I don't have that answer. Well, like, but uh, a long time. Yeah. Like, at least, the, I would say at least the last 15, 20 years, 20 years it's been um, head and shoulders – the most popular, most profitable Great sport. Great shampoo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, like you said, you, lo- you love that game last night. I'm not saying that I didn't like that game last night, um, but I think the NFL has to come to grips with the fact and be okay with the fact that they can make a lot of strides in, in, in player safety and do a lot of things to, to help their players and ensure uh, a safer game. But at the same time, I think they have to be okay with losing fans. Like I said, I don't know what you need to change from that game last night. Like you said, it was physical. It was intense. Um, but from an NFL standpoint, do you really need to change that much of, of, of the game? And, and, my, and my, just my thought is I don't think you do, but I also think if you don't, They'll. I, I think some people will stop watching. Okay. Just because of of the groundswell of support of and and violence and people speaking out about it more. But is the NFL okay with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because for so long they've made so much money off it, and if they if they start to see effects in the bottom line, what are they going to try to do? They're going to try to make decisions based on trying to get back to that peak of where they were when they were the most popular sport. Right. So I'm I'm afraid that um, by trying to appease everybody and especially trying to appease the Twitter people, that they're gonna make a game where maybe you don't like it as much, and then are you not as interested? Does does, does that make sense at all? Yeah, I hear you. My last comment on this game is like I, I don't want people to think that I'm a hypocrite for loving this game, quote unquote. What I'm saying is... It's not bad that you love the game, though. I don't think it's a bad thing. Right. 
but I'm just saying, change the two biggest hits that those that people are talking about the most. So I'm talking about the juju hit and the hit on Antonio Brown in the end zone at the end of the game. Is that am I right? Am yeah. I missing anything? Yeah, those are the two big. Those are the two ones that people are call are are using to call the game ugly, hard to watch, uncomfortable. To me, both of those hits are in control of the players changing their target zone and having those dirty plays, quote-unquote, turned into hard hits that don't change the outcome of the game, don't change the outcome of the play, don't change the outcome of anything. Yeah, It will still keep the same intensity, the same physicality, but you don't go for the head shots and the kill shots that put Vontez perfect in a freaking stretcher yeah. and, you know, you, you know all the, with the the CTE conversations and everything to me like th- those are easy too yeah. easy things for the play but it's on the players yeah. that's just the that's the open ended question to end it end tonight with is yes you are 100% right that those are plays that can be avoided and can and it's mostly on the players but it can be avoided and they can in theory be taken out of the game but maybe this is now uh, I'm being the skeptic one, and the question is, will it happen? Yeah. And I, I just like like you said, maybe maybe it'll take five years, but I just I don't I don't see the NFL getting to a point where it gets there. And maybe the question is, you know, not will it happen, but like is the is the NFL approaching it wrong, right? It, is the fining and the penalizing and this and that, is that the wrong approach? Is the approach something that needs to be more geared towards players self-policing themselves? The fines obviously aren't doing it. Yeah, They're not afraid of the fines. Or even the suspension. It's not something like... Uh, yeah, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's a question that we need need to ponder. And... Uh, anyone listening to this episode, go over to headsandtails.org. Check out the show notes where all the videos of these hits will be. Uh, comment with your own opinions. Go on inst- our Instagram handle, at headsandtails, uh, T-A-L-E-S, like you're telling the story. And uh, let us know what you think. That's it. Sounds good, Josh? Yeah, that's it. All right. See you guys next week. Thanks.